On this episode of the High Impact Man podcast, we're going to be talking to Jason Silverstein, known as AP in the gloom with his F3 brothers. Uh, AP is going to share his story of becoming involved in F3 um, back in 2011 uh, is when he first started. And uh, he went on to serve on the board of directors. He's going to give us a nice little glimpse of some discussions and happenings behind the scenes in those early days of F3 when it went from this small vision that was happening in the Charlotte metro area and expanding to what we know as F3 now, which is really a world, worldwide phenomena. And uh, he's also going to share his story of moving out to Seattle and uh, helping launch Puget Sound and uh, getting that region started out there and all the growth that they've seen over the years. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with AP. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. All right. Well, we're off and running with another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. Uh, I'm Nevin Gorky, known as DFib to the men of F3. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Dial-Up. His, his real name is Troy Klinger. Uh, just to describe F3 for any listeners out there who tune into this podcast and don't know what F3 is, stands for Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. It's a worldwide now, was nationwide now, it's kind of worldwide uh, movement where uh, guys get to band together, work out outside, always has to be outside. It's free of charge, and uh, we end in what's called a circle of trust, where we can encourage and, uh, and inspire each other and, and kind of walk alongside each other. So that's part of the fellowship part, and uh, our mission is to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. And so that's our goal. Our goal is to help guys to become better, become better men and better uh, leaders, and we want to try to create guys who are effective and virtuous leaders. So that's what F3 is all about, and our guest today uh, is AP coming to us from Puget Sound. His real name is Jason Silverstein. We'll introduce him in just a moment, but this we're recording on September 21st, mm-hmm. so it's a Thursday, and we're in, I think, entering week three of the Iron Packs Challenge. Is that right, Dial? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. Week three? Yeah, week three. Two, yeah. two to go. So we know that everyone's out there suffering through these Iron Packs Challenge workouts, that they're the guys that know about it, and... Um, we got one coming up on Saturday, the Cindy 500. I the think Cindy is. 500 it is, yeah. Yeah, this would be right up your alley, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a, yeah, this is the polar opposite of last week, right? Last week was the Jackie Leggers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As we call them, uh, beat down, but this is anything but that. How were the, how would, how did you in the results of the, of last week? Did you look at them? Beach ball sent them to me. Uh, I think I was like 11th or 12th in the respect category. Nice. So nice. I figured this was it right in my wheelhouse and that I, I would do do pretty well, but there's still some studs out there that yeah. cranked out, uh, uh, was it like 2,000 more meters than I put in or something like that? 2,000? Like, uh, yeah, maybe wow. maybe maybe it was like 1,600. But anyway, it was it was a significant amount. They, uh, they whooped me by. But. Wow. All those cheaters out there, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's, someone actually posted a video. I think if someone was like second or third and like it, like it was they were like legit, they were turning some good laps and yeah. 
and uh, and good form as well. So kudos, kudos to them. Yeah, this is your chance in the respect category because you're just fifty. So, That's right. You know, they run an all weather track though. We run a cinder track, so yeah, I, yeah. I, maybe I could have squeaked out another hundred meters. Maybe. All right, <laughs> I couldn't. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Ipex challenge is, is challenging to me in that I can't do all the exercises. I, there has yet been an Ironpex challenge in the last two years where I could do perform all the exercises. Due to some physical limitations, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, so that's modify a, as needed. That's right. That's the beauty of it. It's you versus you. You do the best you can. You modify as you need to, but yeah. regardless, you get a, a tough beat down in. Yeah, it's crazy, though. Every time I compete against myself, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that nonsense. So our guest today, I'm going to read uh, the bio he sent us as way of introduction because I was kind of impressed by uh, some of it. So uh, this is Jason Silverstein. He's is president at Tango a rewards, incentives, and payments company in Seattle, Washington. He served in a variety of technology company roles and in companies of various sizes over his 25-plus year career. He graduated from UNC at Chapel Hill as well as the Cox School of Business at SMU. Jason has two children and three dogs with his wife of over 20 years, Becky. In F3, Jason, a.k.a. AP, was eh in 2011 to F3 by one of the OGs, Tango Delta, in Charlotte, North Carolina. He has served in multiple F3 Nation and local roles, including as one of the four original executive group members of F3 Nation. In that regard, AP worked alongside co-founders OBT and Dread plus Crotch Rocket for nine years before helping form the organization's first national board in 2019. As founding chairman of the board, AP recruited and placed all directors, plus hired F3's first non-founder CEO when Slaughter took the role in 2020. AP also started F3 in Puget Sound in 2015, building the leadership team and local workouts that have grown into six distinct regions today. Of all these things, he's probably most humbled. Dread and OBT gave him the opportunity to learn and grow for so many years. His wife, of course, supported the crazy explosive growth and stated, F3 is impacting generations of people, which is to this day an expression the founders still quote as in a tremendous responsibility and opportunity. AP, welcome to the podcast. Really appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, you're you're one of those what we refer to as redwoods, right, in the nation. Yeah, I mean, I hear redwood. I, I when 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 I came on, uh, F3 had been around for just a little bit, not not too long. And I, I think of the redwoods as the as the 34 uh, men that were there at the day one. I was not there day one. I want to be very clear, but uh, I'm pretty early. I'm pretty early. Yeah, you are. Okay, you're yeah. you're, you're a sapling of a redwood. I guess we all are. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right. So, AP, before you tell us uh, how we already know how when you got involved with F3 and how the, and who EH'd you, we're going to ask you how, how you got your name. But before you do that, dial in up like to play a little game where we try to figure it out. Ooh. So okay, good luck. We, we try to guess this. And with the way they give names down there, we're probably never going to come close. But they're both capitalized, A and P. Yeah. At least that's the way it's written. And, you know, immediately I think of Associated Press, which would mean he probably worked for the United Press International or somebody else. Hmm. But he works in tech companies and stuff. So I, I don't know if that's true, but that's where my, my mind first went. Yeah, see, I went advanced placement, like AP oh, courses. Okay. I thought maybe he was like some, you know, really bright guy that took like all AP courses and like graduated from college and high school at like the same time uh, or something along those lines or graduated from high school with so many AP classes that he already had like 32 college credits or something, something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, that, that so, could be it. So That's I'm, a good one. Yeah. So I'm guessing like an, an advanced placement course connection in some way. Yeah. If I, if all you uh, listen is out there, <laughs> if you were a betting man, I wouldn't bet on either That's of right. us. That's right. I think neither of, <laughs> us, neither of us or even close would be my guess. Probably not. It probably stands for something that, uh, well, who knows? Let's ask him. Yeah. AP, how'd you get your name? 
Yeah, so I'll throw two other ones out there that I've gotten. Uh, okay. One is, uh, is, uh, is it Adrian Peterson, the, the, the former NFL oh, running right. back. They, yeah. they call him AP, yeah. Um, uh, and that was a huge compliment. I'm like, really? You think I'm like fast and like built for <laughs> so um, uh, so that one was pretty funny. And the other one is a tongue in cheek one because, um, you know, I, t- I tend to go all out. I'm a pretty, uh, aggressive, uh, boot camper and runner and that type of thing. And so, um, I'm not afraid to like, you know, go so fast that I might get over my skis a little bit. And so accident prone was one of, one oh, of the guys that do, yeah, yeah. um, AP stands for accident prone. Um, but no, the, uh, the story goes a little something like this. When I, when I started in F3, uh, the only person who would really give out nicknames was Dread. I mean, every once in a while you'd hear another guy kind of give one out, but like Dread was the was the the neighbor. And this is you know super early days. There was like eight of us at the workout, and he just sat there for like ten minutes. I mean, it felt like ten minutes, probably like three. But it it, it, it was um, he's just sitting there and he goes, "Okay, um, you're American Pie," and everybody goes, "What? Like, what are you talking about?" And so. He starts explaining how he got there. He says, well, you know, you know, in that movie, the actor's name is Jason Silverman and your name is Silverstein. And, and, and everybody was like, no, Dredd. The guy's name is Jason Biggs. And he's like, oh, well, let's just go with it. And so people, it was really weird. It was the first time, I think, in Charlotte, people were like, yeah, I don't like that name. And so there was a conversation about renaming me and all this stuff. And by the time we got around to that and, Fred was, you know, gracious and like, hey, we'll, we'll get you another nickname and we won't do the thing where if you ask for a rename, it's really bad, right. you know, and, and they're going to nickname me my college nickname. And, and I said, look, everybody's already shortened it to AP because they didn't like American Pie. So let's just keep it. And, and so nobody calls me American Pie unless anybody knows the story. Um, and I don't really care what you call me. Just call me kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, that's that's the story. It's uh, It was an accidental bad name that uh, ended up being something kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. AP is is I think you're probably the only AP in the nation. I'm sure you're probably you're probably the only American Pie, but just AP is cool. I yeah. like that. I yeah. like it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, by now I hope there's at least one more out there. You know, actually, I know a, a, a college roommate of mine uh, that was off hair in Raleigh, and I think they might call him AP too. But uh, okay, um, probably the only pie. Yep. Yep, the only pie. That's the thing. I mean, there's so many men that, you know, across the country and across well, the world, you know, that are participating in F3 that it's, it's probably getting to be, you know. Hard to find really, a unique yeah, name. Yeah, really, really tough to have a unique name, you know, because. Yeah, you got to, like, you got to come up with a, with a word that's not a word. Uh, us dudes tend to go down the same pathways for same levels of immaturity. I, 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 I am of the opinion anymore that we should just come up with a list of really cool names and just give them out in order. Forget asking. We can ask guys I, about I, I have a list. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got a list in my notes, but okay. I, I still try and get it to, to these something meaningful. Yeah, but most of the time, you know, we don't do a, it's not awesome. Yeah. So I think, right. you know, like cyclomatic or, you know, we got to come up with a name that's like okay. not a word. All right. Yeah. No, no, oh. you're not buying that. <laughs> we'll see. I, I should. I guess what I should do is at least re, like reference my notes when we have an FNG there. A lot of times, like I have them out there and I don't look at them because yeah. I just like live in the moment. But maybe I should reference. My you know, notes you could do whatever you like, want. You, you you can make new fit. new uh, guidelines if you want. We could because you're the Nancy. I, I could. You're do right. What you want. All right. Well, AP AP comes recommended by Dread. So you know, a higher recommendation you cannot find. So um, we're gonna you know start with the usual. Uh, questions, which is from the beginning. So, AP, why don't you tell us, you know, what it was like? You know, one more thing. I, when I, I'm sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> I um, when I heard AP, I immediately thought of AP Hill. 
who I think was a general in the Civil War, or maybe it was an actual hill. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know why I threw that out there. So why don't you tell us how, uh, you know, uh, AP, uh, what life was like growing up, you know, wherever you grew up. Oh boy. Uh, that's, that's quite a story. Um, so, uh, let's see, born in Dallas, Texas. Um, I still love it. Uh, you know, went back there after, after college for some time. Um, parents divorced when I was pretty young. Uh, if you didn't guess by the last name, my father's side of the family was Jewish. My mother's side of the family was Methodist. So the, the tongue in cheek story I always say is that when my parents divorced, uh, my mom moved back to the, to the East Coast, moved to Virginia and put me in a Catholic school. And as soon as Catholic school was done for the year, my dad, you know, flew me back out and put me in a Jewish day camp for the summer. Uh-huh. Um, and so sort of, I, I have a lot of, uh, you know, denomination, uh, history, if you will. Um, but, does that, uh, does that mean you, you can know, speak Hebrew and Greek? I can't speak either. Right. Um, <laughs> That's a whole other topic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in up, up growing up mostly in the, in the South, uh, you know, Texas and the Carolinas, uh, went to Chapel Hill, as you, as you recognized earlier, you know, moved to New York, thought, thinking I was going to do a video production and the company that I was working for, uh, had a, a you know, nascent website that they needed to figure out how to put video on. Uh, they, they were asking for volunteers. I was at the bottom of the totem pole or fresh out of college uh, nobody really wanted to do it because TV was much cooler back then. And, uh, so I said, I'll try it out. I fell in love with trying to figure out how to make things work on the internet. Self-taught developer ended up uh, moving back home to, to, to Dallas after a quick uh, trip back through, uh, Chapel Hill and, uh, started a company, started an internet company, um, ran that for about a year and a half, uh, before we, we ran out of funding. Ended up getting picked up by Yahoo, which back then was cool, but nowadays, you know, nobody uses Yahoo much anymore. Uh, went, went there for seven years, uh, actually, sort of. That's where I kind of grew up as a as an adult and as a as a professional. And uh, ended up moving back to Carolina after both of my kids were born, raised them there for a little while. It's where I ended up getting into F three in in 2011, and then in 2015 moved out to the Seattle area for for a technology job and. You know, just uh, been pretty blessed. I've been, been, been in lots of places, worked in lots of places, um, but have had some real big support from, you know, some lifelong friends and, of course, uh, my wife uh, of almost uh, 21 years. So Yeah, nice. Well, you just went through your whole life very quickly there. Yeah. That's good. So um, maybe let's back up just a second. So when you were young, did um, did you you say right now, you like you go after it, man. You, you like running, you're fast, you're aggressive. Were you involved in sports back then? Yeah, I mean, I grew up uh, playing everything. Like, I think, you know, I, I heard uh, Dial Up, or you were telling Dial Up uh, earlier, you know, you just turned respect. Same same here. Um, you know, so when I grew up, you know, uh, the way you knew where people were is where the bikes were parked in the yard, right? right? And uh, so did a lot of that kind of thing. And growing up, we'd go to somebody's house, we'd play football, and then we'd play basketball, and then we'd, you know, jump off the garage roof to see, you know, who was crazy and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um Early on, it was that kind of thing, and then you know, got into some some group sports, played basketball, uh, and didn't didn't love that as much as I loved soccer and tennis. And so, um, both both my dad and my uncle played college tennis, and so uh, ended up finally liking that in, in high school. But um, the the sort of the endurance type of things, the running, actually didn't come until I met my wife. Um, she she ran track and field uh, growing up, and so she was just this beautiful runner, and I just wanted to try to keep up with her. And so. <laughs> 
that was the, that was the attraction to running and, and these types of things. So um, more team sports growing up, and then as I got a little older, doing more of the of the crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. What kind of crazy stuff do you do now? Well, it's 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 less than it used to be, but you know, I've done uh, six or seven of the Go Ruck events. I've done seven marathons. I've done so many half marathons. I can't really, I can't, I don't even know how many I've done. Honestly. Um, I've done, you know, probably six or seven top motors, probably 10 Spartan races. I mean, I've, I've, I've done a lot and, um, and that's just, you know, not even the crazy stuff like the original double downs and, and mud runs and stuff like that that happened early days where we were trying to, you know, scare up people to come and, and join this crazy thing called F3. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've kind of, I've kind of touched a number of the endurance type OCR type activities. Yeah. It sounds like it. So where, so gobblers out, out in your neck of the woods, right? Yeah. Where, gobbler's out, out to me. yeah where, where do you guys match up timeline wise? I can't remember when he, he left what Pittsburgh to go out there. Yeah. Had you already started F3 there when, when gobbler arrived? I had, yeah. So, so when, F, when I came out, there was nothing, um, west of Dallas. Okay. So it was a little bit of a lonely flight out there. We can talk about that if you want to at some point, but uh, that was quite that was quite a um, a cultural change for for me. You know, having been raised in the South and spent most of my time in the South, and then coming out here. Um, but there was really nothing out here, and it was uh, it was a a lot of people helped along the way. But you know, when you're trying to plant a flag, the first person that plants the flag's got to find followers, right? So yeah. it's, it was it was a little tough. So how did you do it? I had help, you know, um, I, I, I admitted, I could, I was about to say this sounds a little bit like AA because I admitted to myself that I was powerless, you know, I needed a higher power. Uh, but, uh, it was a little bit like that. I, 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 I remember when I was made the made the decision to move to Seattle, we were dread, dread had a party, hosted a party at his house, which was really kind. And we had a bunch of people there and I didn't expect to get emotional, but I did because I was leaving behind all these, these guys that we, we started something together and it become us, you know, what I was seeing was a crazy success and it's, you know, such a small portion of what it is today. But back then it was, you know, it was just a huge part of my life. And, and so when I moved out, I, I, I made a plea to, to, to cross rocket uh, to say, Hey, can we take some of these funds that you're sort of trying to gather and leap to new cities? And back then the leap was like, you'd leap to, like Richmond, Virginia, or right. the DC. Yeah. It wasn't like you can get all the way to Seattle. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I don't have the funds to do that." And I said, "Well, can you at least send some people a little, a few people out?" And so, the, you know, the, the first day, uh, Chaser out of Columbia, Robert out of Columbia came out uh, and helped lead the workout. So it didn't look like just me was out there, the crazy guy at the park, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but getting to that point was the hardest part because, I mean, I went to men's groups, I went to churches, I, I, I put. Uh, you know, social media out there. Uh, we, we have a number of local social media type of apps here, as well as the ones that everybody's heard of, like Nextdoor and that type of thing. And I was just getting nothing, and uh, people didn't want me to come into their into their groups and you know take their membership and take it to something that was free. And right. they didn't believe me that I was giving away something for free. They just, it wasn't like, no, there's going to be a catch. You're gonna you know you're gonna bring me into some seance or something. I don't know what they were thinking. But, <laughs> yep. um, but uh, ultimately, you know, a number of guys came out, like I said, Chaser Robber, uh, see Rooney and Leitner, Iceman. These are all people from, you know, sort of the, the South Carolina, North Carolina area to sort of help along. But that first three months, um, it was pretty much me leading every workout for 
you know, a good quarter or two. And, and, uh, and ultimately we started building up a team of people that really believed. And, uh, and, and those, those, those five other guys, we, we still have a, a, a tech string to this day, the OG board, uh, here, you know, was, that was when it turned the, those guys, when they believed, right. they got other people to believe. And, and, it, and as you probably both experienced that, that's what, that's what growth is about. Right. You got your first followers and then it just expanded. Yeah. Oh, By the way, the first follower thing that you know that everybody talks about the dancing, the yeah, dancing idiot. Yeah. The first follower, that's the gorge, which is about three hours from here. So I went to the gorge for the first time about two months or a month ago, and that was cool because I just looked at that hill and I was like, wow. oh, it's coming!" Right? You're like, "Oh my gosh, there's the dancing idiot hill." Uh, do you know what that? What was going? What concert was going on there? Or what was happening uh, with that video? No, I don't. I don't know. But I mean, it's funny because you mentioned Dredd earlier. I sent him a, a picture of, uh, of the hill and I right. said, look where I am. And he's like, well, but are you dancing? Said, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I'm not dancing. <laughs> yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, um, I guess you could find it by just Googling it. Yeah, right? it's just, yeah, YouTube. It's uh, It comes right up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dancing Idiot. So it's a guy at what, what looks like an outdoor concert, like a Woodstock type thing, except like no bands playing at the moment or something like that. And some guy is dancing crazily by himself and for a little while. And he just keeps going. Next thing you know, somebody comes up dancing with him, then somebody else and somebody else. And next thing you know, everyone's dancing. So that's the reference. If you want to uh, lead sometimes, especially if you want to start something new, you got to be the dancing idiot. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did well. Yeah. And AP was on that hill, but he wasn't dancing. I don't know. Next time. I'd already done that. I, I've danced out. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I didn't you. know where the hill was. Uh, yeah, neither. That was due to I me. No yeah. So. yeah. Seattle. I, I'm not sure that they were all sober, but you know. Yeah. I should have went to visit. It's it still a good illustration. Should have went to visit it when I was out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you didn't know. <laughs> I know. Right. I didn't know at the time. Hey, let me ask. Speaking of, do you know? Do you know what an internet company is? Because I'm totally <laughs> confused by all this stuff. What people have jobs in this stuff. He said he he started an internet company. And I, I, AP, I know you could tell us, but d- dial up. Do you know what an internet company is when he says that? Yeah. What I mean, is it? It's like a general, it'd be a general term, but like most likely just a, a company that was offering, like, yeah, could be doing anything on the internet, right? Could be selling things, promoting things. Uh, my, my guess is maybe he was, they were, they were setting up websites for other companies, um, you know, and anything along those lines. All right, AP, what is it? Yeah, well done. I mean, dog, well done. I mean, it's, a, it's a, um, in the, in the context of what I did, uh, we were a little bit ahead of our time. Uh, the, the name of the company was sportsstations.com. And so we bought a number of domain names like tennis station, soccer station, golf station. And our idea, and this is in 1998, uh, was to create these communities of like-minded individuals so they could connect with each other and create profiles and, you know, check out the latest news about golf. But, it was for amateur participants, not for fans. And so, you know, if you were a golfer, you would go to Golf Station. But if you wanted to see the latest news from the PGA Tour, you'd probably still go to ESPN. Right. And so we were creating these communities of, of, of people that were, had like-minded sports interests. And uh, we, we, we launched about seven of those sites. Uh, and, we you know, we'd have sort of a GM of each site and, and, and you know, the person that was the, the spokesperson for the site might be an Olympic medalist or somebody who played the sport, you know, professionally or, or whatever. And, uh, you know, they were sort of the, the evangelists for the site. And, and, and we launched everything and we actually had, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's the typical story of an internet company. You know, you, you go and you raise money, you have enough money to make it for about a year, improve the concept. You know, you raise a little bit more money, 
uh, and you try to get more, uh, more investors into the, into the fold, and and just happened to coincide with you know the stock market crashed in, in May of 2000, uh, April of 2000, and so um, I got swept up in that. We had a six month uh, six million dollar term sheet that literally got torn, torn up. On, you know, we were getting ready to sign it on a on a Monday went to bed on a Friday and I remember getting the call on Sunday that the, the offer was off the table. We weren't going to be able to do it. Walked into a, you know, a staff meeting on Monday and had to look everybody in the eye and go, the term sheet that we told you that we thought we were going to sign this week is no longer. You have a job for about two more weeks because that's all the pay we have. And you can stay here and, and, and work and try to get another job with using our you know internet service and our computers. But you know, we don't have a, we don't have a job for you in two weeks. So that was, one of my first really big lessons of like internet companies are uh, often, you know, short lived. Huh. Yeah. And you said 98, you started there, right? In 98, we started the company. Yeah. yeah so, wow. Yeah. Very, very early on. Right. Yeah. Cause when did Al Gore invent the internet? I can't remember oh, what year right. it was. Sorry. That was just, a, that was yeah. just a joke. I think he had the concept in 1970. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I know for me, my first exposure was like 94, 95 ish, somewhere in there. Like going down to the college library. My buddy's like, dude, come check this out. Like you can like search and find like these like discussion threads on any topic that you want. And I remember going down to checking it out and looking up, you know, running and mountain biking and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, that point it wasn't super exciting like you know because it was just like basic text no video or pictures or anything like that but still still cool but yeah i was yeah so you were 98 not not long after that right he was basically right. and, pretty yeah, much on the ground floor that, that, that tie into that too i mean that's uh you know when we talk about the formation of the executive group and all of that and we can tell that story if we want to but like that was one of the appeals uh for for dread and obt for sure they, you know, they wanted to figure out like, how are we going to spread this word in an efficient and effective way? Right. And, and both of them have been very clear, like, Hey, I don't have an email. Uh, and like, <laughs> I think I can help build a fake website on this, what blogger.com, but like, uh, that's not going to work. Like we want to, we want to grow this thing. And so that was one of my original roles was to figure that out for F3. Yeah. I do want to talk about that. So that's a good segue into that. So, uh, tell us how you got in that position. As the uh, on the on the board, chairman of the board. Yeah, yeah. So there was sort of an impromptu ad hoc like group of guys that was sort of the original. I mean, it was I would call it uh, um, the F three Metro board, which was at the time what we called Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it Metro, and, and they still call it Metro to this day because there was a, a growing northern contingent and a growing southern contingent. So if you lived in the city, we call it Metro. And by the way, like um, like this is you know. 2011 so f3 had not gotten anywhere outside of really charlotte at that point and so um there's a group of guys and we just we would just meet for lunch on on uh, once a month and sort of talk about some of the things that we wanted to do and how we wanted to grow it and who might be a good site cue for this new thing that we were thinking about launching and uh this is probably a story Dred doesn't want me to tell, but I'll just go ahead and tell it. Uh, we were sitting there one time and it was, you know, 12 guys and everybody's got a strong opinion. We're all, you know, alpha type of that, uh, guys and, and, and all leaders and, and really wanting to, you know, give our opinions. And, um, it was just not effective. And at that particular day, it was just not effective. Yeah. And Dred stood up in the middle of this lunch and we were in a private room, thankfully. He stood up and he just looked at everybody and he goes, you're all fired. 
and he just and we're, and we're like what and, and, and you know some guy says you can't fire us like this is a volunteer organization he's like oh, the hell I can't he's like you know OBT and I own the, you know the intellectual property for this thing and this isn't working you're all done and he just walks out <laughs> and like and we're just all sitting there stunned like mm-hmm. what just happened right and so I think to myself okay well that was kind of cool <laughs> you know like I got to participate in this little small group for a little while and you know that'll be that. I get a text later that night. Um, I can't remember if it was, I think it was from Dredd, but I can't remember. It might've been from Tim. And um, it's like, uh, we're picking you up at, you know, 0500 tomorrow morning to go to, uh, you know, to this, this, this uh, workout. I'm like, okay, cool. So I pick, uh, uh, I get rolled up and it's, 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 it's uh, cross rockets, big, you know, suburban. And it's, you know, I get in and it's like dread and OBT and cross rocket and, and, and dread's like, get in, you know, <laughs> like, okay, like, where are we going with this? And so, uh, we, we start driving and he said, look, uh, we, we can't be every Metro anymore. We, we can't be this small little thing anymore. We need to think bigger. And everybody there is thinking just about the, the, you know, the local area. We need people who can think bigger. And so he goes, we're going to create something called the executive group. And this is going to, it's going to be the, the, the guys in this car. And we'll try it for a year. And if it doesn't work, we'll, you know, we'll punt. And we kept that basically that motto up for, you know, eight or nine years where we just said, you know, all right, we'll try it again for a year. And if it doesn't work, we'll, we'll, we'll punt. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, you know, um, it's a lot of work to, to do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And you know, ultimately, we ended up expanding the team a little bit. We ended up, you know, uh, trying a lot of things that didn't work, trying a lot of things that did. And, uh, you know, ultimately, all of us are off of that group now. Like, not a single person, including Dread, is is actively involved in the day to day of F three Nation anymore. Which is uh, which is what it's supposed to be, right? You're yeah. supposed to give it away, and the leadership is supposed to, to pass on. And um, but that's how it started. You know, yeah, <laughs> just a lunch meeting where you know Dread was like, "We're not thinking big enough," and walked out, and he was right, um, as he as he most often is. And uh, we just started again the next day. This is great stuff, <laughs> isn't it? Like we got free the lead that kind of like sets the sets the stage right. and the foundation. But yeah. like to hear stories like this, then like what like what got to the next level? Like you know what were yeah. the next few years? Like the, the behind the scenes. Yeah, this is good, man. Yeah. Thanks for and, sharing. And Dread, remember you recommended him, so yeah, he told the story. He won't care that much. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're fired. Like what? So I, fire me. So the guys that the twelve guys that were there beside yourself, obviously, and Crotch Rocket and OBT and Dread, did they stick with F three, or did they get fired oh, yeah. and say, "Screw it, I'm leaving"? No, of course they did. And uh, you know it. You know it was it was a great time to be in F three, and and you know if you've ever been a part of a newly formed region or you know like there's excitement around the just the energy around even just starting something new and. It was still very new in Charlotte, and so all of those guys just took local, you know, roles. And we kind of said, like, look, we're going to have Metro, and we're going to have we call it Isotope up north, and you know, the South was uh, Area Fifty One because you know, of course, you name silly stuff. But those guys ended up taking roles in other places and being site cues or first step cues or Nantans or like nobody was left behind, and, and everybody, you know, we we giggle about that story to this day. Nobody was upset with Dread like he like he was like a you know a pariah. It was just more like he recognized something very quickly that that he and and, and OBT were thinking much bigger than the people in that in there in, in, in the room. They were wanting this to be you know at the time they were like this could be 
the, the answer to, you know, SAG yeah. And like that, that was not, I think what the vision was in that room, the vision that room was get more people out. Let's, let's have, let's have this thing be something that's really fun and interesting and impactful. But they were thinking Charlotte and yeah. Greg was thinking, no, this is bigger than Charlotte. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yours. I know we're not video, right? But yeah. Your eyes are like here. Right. And, and Dred's eyes were like up here, right? Just seeing, right? That's right. Much bigger. He had the vision. He had the vision. Yeah. yeah. No. And, so, he, and he no. kidnapped <laughs> you the next day, and and got you on board with the new vision, with his vision, right? Yeah. It reminds me of a friend I grew up with. He would do that. I'll pick up at five o'clock and pull. He would pull up and get in. You know, I, mean, I, I knew a guy like that, and I just did it <laughs> for better or worse. Anyway, yeah. So, how long did you do that? I, I think it said in your bio, but how long were you involved on the board? Well, so um, it was sort of this impromptu like board slash operating management team. There was really no like separation of, um, you know, oversight versus like doing the job. And um, you know, as we got bigger, you know, uh, we started thinking about that. It's like, okay, as this thing gets larger and larger and larger, like we want to have a management team that, you know, can execute and do things, but the, the people who have been around for a while, who've served as Nantans and have served in different types of regional roles can, can provide some advice and guidance. And so we wanted to have a board that was separate than that. So we sort of had this sort of management group committee, executive group for like eight or nine years. I think it was nine years. And then we ultimately, you know, we did an offsite. Uh, Slaughter invited us to his, his mountain house in, in, uh, in North Carolina. Um, we, we went there at this point, um, OBT had just, um, retired from being on the management team. So Slaughter was there, Dark Helmet was there, me, Dredd, and, um, and, uh, Rice Rocket. And, and so we just spent the weekend like mapping out what is the next year and a half going to look like in terms of like transitioning from it being, you know, this sort of on its own operating group that people trusted us. That was not the issue, but we wanted to provide an even bigger layer of transparency. How do we do that? How do we transition to that? So decision was made then that, you know, Dred would be the CEO of the organization for the first couple of years. And then I would be the first chairman of the board. And that we, my job would be for the next year to recruit people to that. And then, you know, we just all agreed on our roles and we all, we all knew our roles and we played our roles. And ultimately now, you know, all of that's flipped over and it was, it worked out really well. But those first eight years were nothing like that. They were like, should we? Yes. You know, and we hoped it would work, but we actually planned out this last, you know, three or four years. So it, I think it, short answer to your question, like eight or nine years, we were doing it that way, but recognize it wasn't going to last if we did it that way. So for those who may not know, cause there's guys that may not be familiar at all with the national level sort of organizational, uh, tree and that kind of thing. How does, does executive board differ from the S national SLT and you know, how are their, their roles different? Yeah. So, um, it used to be, there wasn't really a distinction there. Um, it was sort of all sort of the same thing. So, you know, dread was the Nantan of the nation and we didn't have sort of a CEO role and, and now it's sort of CEO and Nantan or what have you. And, and there was, I mean, it was literally structured much like you see in every, um, you know, every region now, it was like a first FQ, a second FQ, third FQ, comms Q, right? Weasel Shaker. I mean, like that's how we were structured. I mean, uh, you know, Dread was a Nantan. The Weasel Shaker was, was OBT. Uh, Cross Rocket did all expansion. And so that was really first to third F. So I mean, like, expansion of just the mission, 
right? And then I did comms, and uh, that worked really well for a long time, but now the SLT is a distinct body, and then the board is a distinct body. And uh, it really needed to be that way, especially as um, you know, two, two past the ver- uh, you know, combined, and, 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 and we brought the foundation, which was, had been set up separately than F3, into, an, into F3. We needed to have oversight of the money. We needed to make sure that we were transparent about that. So the way to really do that is to say, here's a management team. Here's, a, here's some oversight board group um, so that we can then ask the management team to provide you know, reports and like how the group was doing. And, and, and all of that was executed like flawlessly by Slaughter that first year. And it was like, okay, this is, this is going to work, right? You want to make sure that you have those two distinct groups. So um, for those people who don't, who don't know, I mean, it used to be like the nation used to be run just like a local, you know, region. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. They had, wing, they had wing nights like we do, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Except people got fired there. Yeah. Man, I should have fired people. I never fired anybody. No, you never fired anybody. I should have fired somebody. I, actually, I take that back. I did. I did fire somebody. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, okay, dokie. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, where do we go from there? <laughs> One of those rare cases cases where a workout comes off the map. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. We, we had a... So, we're, we're technically a region, but uh, we started in this town called Danville, and we expanded to an AO uh, every day, Monday through sat- Saturday. So, six different... Uh, workouts in the mornings Monday through Saturday, but there was only one per day. Uh, but bef- but we also then expanded to the neighboring town. We had an AO there on Saturday mornings, and uh, it started off kind of pretty well and excitement and guys coming and stuff, and and then um, it kind of dwindled down. And uh, they they got to the point where the only guy that was showing up was the queue, and then, uh, then there were some times when the queue didn't even show up. And yep. we changed leadership there and that didn't uh, spur any more growth or uh, responsibility or accountability of guys, you know, showing up when they say we're going to show up and that kind of thing. And then we just, as a, as a SLT, we decided that, you know, we don't care if two guys show up or even the queue keeps showing up, but if nobody shows up and it's on the map, that's not a good thing because you never know who's going to parachute in down range and they show up and nobody's there. That would be bad. So, yep. and we, and we had mentioned that a number of times, tried to encourage, try to encourage it and try to grow it. But I, to, to be honest, it was a failure on my part because I was the Nantan and, and you know, it's my job to make it work and I didn't. So, so it, so it's on me, but, um, but that's what happened. And so we ended up making the hard decision of taking it off the map and we are more than happy. I shouldn't speak for dial up. I know, I know what he's going to say though. We'd be more than happy to have an AO there and multiple Absolutely, AOs yeah. there. If we could find somebody yep. that wants to lead it and you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, um, sorry, didn't mean well, to. Those, those kind of lessons are the lessons that, you know, as a local Nantan, um, we were looking for, for, you know, national roles, right? You've lived what it's like to have to shut down an AO. You've lived what it's like to have to make a hard decision. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when, when we were creating, the first, you know, AOs here in, in, in Puget Sound, I mean, we, we had AOs that were similar characteristics. I mean, it's not, it doesn't matter where you are. Some AOs will just have that characteristic. And, you know, you do have to have somebody who's willing to fight for the AO right, to make yeah. it work. And yeah. there was one where we were seriously considering turning it off. And, and, and Gecko, uh, one, of the, one of those original OG guys that I talked about, um, was like, no, I, I, no, we're not shutting this down. And 
you know, he fought for it and he, and now it's one of the best AOs in the whole you know, cool. region, but right. it had to have somebody who cared enough about the place and the time. And sometimes you just don't have that at that moment. It's a timing issue too. So, yeah. um, good, good for you making a hard decision and, and it might come back. You never know. Yep. Yeah. And I think it will someday. Who knows? Um, we, we hope so. We definitely hope so. So it's something, now it's on dial-up's plate. He's the Nantan. <laughs> yeah, I had to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm nothing right now. So, um, except a, a podcast guy, I guess. But, um, and a pain in the neck to everybody. So that's me. Social media guru. Yeah, social media guru. The guy with the least technical skills. I'm the social media guru. Killing it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm killing it on Facebook, but I don't do anything else. That's, yeah, that's yeah. all right. Well, I'm on Instagram. Turns out I have an account. So Baby, baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. <laughs> right. All right, back to our guests. Growing me on. All right, yeah, back to our guests. So um, when uh, you started the Poop Poop. Puget Sound, and yeah. what, what year was it? 2000? 2015 is when I moved out That's here. That's what yeah. I thought it was, 2015. Okay. Um, and that grew quickly. I mean, well, I don't know about quickly, but it grew a lot. I mean, you guys have multiple regions there now, right? Yeah, we do. You know, um, it, 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 it started off pretty slowly. Um, uh, I think when you, when you get a chance to observe something after it's happened, you do see some inflection points, right? You, yeah. you look at it, oh, it did grow quickly, but like, in the moment, it felt really hard, and, and um, you know, the, the, our first follower out here was a guy named Legal Zoom, um, and I happened to work with him, and he's an attorney. There you go. Uh, uh-huh. And then um, I think you, you guys have talked to Hollywood before, yeah, and I mentioned yeah. Gecko and uh, Alexa and Icky. Th- those guys all, you know, uh, with the exception of, of me, obviously, had been out here in the Pacific Northwest for a while. And, you know, uh, I, I kind of refer to Gecko and Alexis, the co-mayors of, of our town. They just know everybody. Mm-hmm. And so once once the group of people sort of bought in and they started coming to every workout, then there was just this sort of tribe that we had. And, you know, they started bringing people that they knew and et cetera. And then it started spreading. And so we're on the east east side of Seattle. Um, those people who are familiar with the area you know this is sort of like the, where a, a lot of people end up living with families and it, it was a great place to sort of start it. And then we started inching our way into Seattle, inching our way, you know, a little bit farther South, a little bit farther North, a little farther West. And next thing you know, like we've got these groups of, of people and uh, you know, it's expanded and expanded, expanded and moved to Tacoma pretty quickly because uh, one of the guys that was at the original workout Linus um, is also known as Cadre Danny for, yep. um, for Grow Rock and, and Go Rock at the time. Um, we lived down there and, and was just a huge supporter of, of the effort out here. And so next, next thing you know, we're, you know, six, seven regions. Um, so yeah. we just keep doing a, a addition by division and each of them's got a Nantan and their own leadership team and, you know, multiple AOs. And it's, uh, it's been a real pleasure to watch. And, you know, my, my favorite thing is going to a, a, a new AO and people come up to me and, 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 uh, you know, not knowing who I am because they're used to their little area, you know, and I'm, I'm like three minutes away and I'm like, Hey, I'm AP. And they're like, Oh, Hey, is this your first time? You know, second time. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. It's really great. And it's like, it's a huge heartwarming for me personally. Yeah. It has so much. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, we had, uh, I, I thought I had Gecko on our list of podcast recommendations, uh, guest recommendations, but he's not on my list. So I, I thought I, I, yeah, I don't remember that, heard man. his name before, but anyway, um, that's, you know, that's, that's awesome. I mean, when you could sit back now and just watch your baby grow, you know, like that, that's cool. So I, now you mentioned the, the grow rug, go rug thing. 
I know that y'all started because uh, GORUCK would come in and lead these things for you guys, and and we and y'all y'all just kind of adopted your own thing called GORUCK and developed your uh, cadre yep. team and that kind of thing. So uh, dial-up's going under the log for the first time at uh, down in Cape Fear GTE forty four. Yes, I think it is in uh, November eleventh that weekend. Wow, that's awesome! And, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to be there, but I can't. I had spine surgery. I can't get under a log, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hang yeah, out. I got permission yeah, um, to walk along with those fellas. You should maybe do the you know support team because the support teams you know can always use help and right. and uh, it's, it's really good to be you, you walk along with the group but you don't necessarily do you know all, all the, the law care or whatever but you know I, I love what we did with that program back in the day it was it was actually you know we would just sign up for Go Ruck and and uh, and we would work with them and, and do it a bit and uh, um, you know. It was as simple as like we just wanted to do a custom event. Like they we, they just called it a custom event, and we would sign up and they would say, "Well, you have to have a minimum of thirty or whatever." And you know, first time I think that was about what it was. Second time was like ninety, you know, because it was a, a year later. And uh, but the grow ruck uh, thing really became like a catalyst for growth. And and you know, dial up if, if if you can bring maybe one or two of your other leaders down there um, uh, as well. You know, try to get as many as you can, but. You know, Grow Ruck 004 was held out here in Puget Sound, and all of those guys that I mentioned before um, were part of it. And then there was probably another 35-ish guys there. Every single Nantan up until, like, this year had come out of that class, wow. out of the 004 class, because they that, they bought into the, the, to, to the mission. They bought into, uh, you know, service of the team and service of others. Um, and it, it that event... I, I truly believe in that event. Yeah. Uh, besides DFib coming down to, to kind of serve on the support crew, we do have two, two other guys, uh, Spielberg and Gandalf that are coming down. They're going to participate. And then, uh, gigawatts coming down. He's going to do the, uh, he's going to do the King builder, you know, Saturday morning right. and then stick around for, uh, grow school as well. But then he's not going to do the overnight, overnight ruck just because uh, same, same thing, just some orthopedic issues and things like that. But yeah. he's kind enough sure. then he's going to drive us home on Sunday. So right. He's our driver. So the rest of us get <laughs> a little sleep then. So that's a critical role. Yeah. Then it's a long drive from North central Pennsylvania to right. Wilmington, yeah. North Carolina. So. Yeah. So total what five, what I count five guys, right? Yeah. Am I doing math? Yeah. yeah. So we've got five coming yeah. down participating in some way, shape or form. And uh, who knows, yeah. maybe we'll recruit another one or two before we go. Yeah. We're, we're, we're <clears throat> encouraging other guys to show up. We'll see. Mater. Mater. <laughs> so come on, Mater. So anyway, we got uh, um, a couple things that, that I'm trying to do. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be able to to, to lead the guys through it. It's not going to be a grow, grow ruck, but we're, we're starting some rucking. So we'll see what happens, including tomorrow, brother. That's right. I'll be there. We have a, a horse. We call it Horsepower Friday, and Fridays is supposed to be kind of more coupon work and uh, shorter, more explosive stuff, that kind of thing. Um, so it's like 25, 30 minutes. It's supposed to be, although it's often goes 45 minutes, but, um, I don't usually queue Fridays, but I'm going to queue tomorrow and we're going to, we're going to do a ruck workout. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know how awesome it's going to be for the guys who show up and do it and then do the IPC the next day, but I'm doing that too. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Everyone can modify as they want to, but, uh, well, you know, you know what happens? Guys get out there and they start working out and the other guys are working out. It's hard to, hard to hold back. Isn't it? Just a little competitive. That's 100% true. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're president of this place called Tango and yep. I read it. It says, uh, was it rewards, incentives and payments company? Does that mean you give loans? 
No, um, it, it's it's a little bit uh, simpler than that. Loans are, are a hard thing to do. Um, so uh, the way I like to describe it is uh, we're business to business. So your business might come to us and say, hey, I want to have, if someone signs up for this survey, I, I want to reward them for taking the survey and I want to give them $25. Or I want um, to, I'm a car company and if you come test drive this weekend, I'll give you $100 to test drive. Buy this refrigerator. I'll give you four hundred dollars, you know, back. Um, stay with my company for five years, and I'll give you a five hundred dollar reward. Like, there's all sorts of ways that people want to incentivize behaviors by giving them money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's like, oh, you have to wait for a check to come in the mail, or you have to wait six weeks for a physical card. My company does it all digitally, and they give choice. So we'll send you a, a, a secure link. You'll click on it, and the, if you've got $500, you don't have to take all $500 at one place. You want to spend it at Nike. You want to spend it at Amazon. You want to spend it at Nordstrom. You want to spend it on a MasterCard and get that so you can take it anywhere. So we, we, we do all of that behind-the-scenes platform work so that your company doesn't have to. All you do is you just tell us, hey, uh, today I need a $25 gift card uh, or a $25 link. And we take care of all the integrations in the back end. So you don't have to connect to Amazon. You don't have to connect to Nordstrom. You don't have to connect to Nike. Um, we do all that, that, that complicated stuff and make it one API, which is basically computer geekery for a, a place where handshakes happen. Huh. And so they pay you for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They that's pay us. I'm trying to figure out how you make money so here. This so this is like where, where I got my, my backpack for 25 years of service uh-huh. for guys here, and you got your inflatable kayak for 30 or 35 years oh, or whatever, right? I see. I see. Same, so same concept. I don't think it's the same company. I forget, you guys I forget what ours is. But sort of the catalog, yeah. so to speak. They send us a link. Hey, you've worked here 25 years. Here's the 20 things you can choose from. Ah. We pick it. You send it, right? I see. All right. So. There's, there's a number of them. The original, one of the originals is a company called OC Tanner. They work with us on the digital side. Um, but there's a number of companies that we work with. But think about, um, you know, I'll just say this. A, a major search company, you know, might might use us uh, to, to incentivize certain behaviors. Or, you know, a major <laughs> social media company might want their employees to feel like they're, you know, they're, they're getting rewarded for spending time there. So, like, there's a number of programs like that, that we do. Major telecom might do something on Tuesdays throwing that out there that they might need rewards for. So things like that are the types of things that we power because we're, our use cases are sort of infinite, um, but the employee reward is definitely one of them. We see we see a number of companies that do that. Wow. There's so many things out there, jobs out there that I'm just like clueless he, about, never knew about. He's it. part of the social experiment. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's one of those guys behind the curtain, right? Like, oh, Lordy. Oh, fire this at him. Fire that at him, right? You keep me just confused <laughs> enough that you can get away with you've seen anything. You've seen that documentary, I assume, right? I have. Yeah. Social I, uh, Dilemma? Or Social Dilemma. Yeah. I said, yeah, I said Social Dilemma. Sorry, I said Social Experiment. Social Dilemma. Thank yeah. you for correcting yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at one point much more involved in the sort of the coding and the, and the beginnings of a lot of things that became things like that. And, you know, you can get yourself in a head spin thinking about, well, did the work that I did on this publishing system back then ultimately end up in a publishing system that did this. And then hopefully somebody gained it to do like, I've been down that rabbit hole. This is actually good stuff. Like, you know, you do, you do deserve to be rewarded. (laughs) if You've been in a company for 25 years. And by the way, you deserve a choice. And hey. that choice should be not just a backpack. Can you yeah. get a hold of Geisinger Medical Center? Every five years, <laughs> they give you a, a catalog to pick something from. And I've been here 33 years. And the 30-year one, I never got anything. I never got a catalog or anything. They skipped me. Huh. 
Maybe that's they're trying to tell me something. I don't know. <laughs> Move on. Moving on. All right. Um, so, so as I'm, um, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I was going to ask. So, so you know, obviously, you've had some. You, you've been a strong leader from from early, early on. How how is F three and being involved in the board like? How has that impacted your leadership? I, I would think, you know, being a strong leader, but then being along some aside some of these real alpha leaders as well. You know, Dread and uh, OBT Slaughter, guys like that. Like. What kind of impact has that had on on you uh, as a person and as a leader? I mean, my gratitude for those those men that you just mentioned is infinite. Uh, it's literally infinite. I mean, they changed a lot of my style. Um, and and you know, the idea that you attract somebody to a workout and the fitness is the first step, right? Of course, and then you get them in, in, involved in puppeteering and that type of thing. And, and you know, we use things like glue and dynamite and that kind of thing, but. Like, but ultimately, the, the time that the person cues for the first time is, I think, one of the biggest hooks that we have in F3. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's really cool. Like, these people followed what I was saying, and, like, I had a place to make mistakes that was, you know, sort of a non-judgmental place. And um, I might get a little bit of grief, but after the workout, you know, there's a pat on the back that says, hey, you did this really well. You did this really well. You might change this loved it. Thank you for, thank you for giving your time and working out. So that definitely changed my style on like how I work with folks. But I think the biggest impact of those, those, those three that you mentioned, but also, you know, CrossRock and other people, like um, I have been a, a part of management teams and executive teams uh, for, for a little while now. Um, and, and I've always been a sort of a customer of a board, but I've never formed a board. I've never been the chairman of a board. And like, here's a group of, of, of men who are like, no, no, you can do this. So, you know, there's a little bit of like panic, like, oh, I, I'm responsible for figuring this out. But also like, what a gift that those guys gave me to figure that out. And so I, I just recruited really great directors yeah. to the, the people who had served on boards before and let them teach and grow. And so for sure, they've affected my leadership style because what they've taught me is, uh, especially around like shield locking with people who know more about a certain subject than you do, but just being able to be comfortable leading it without knowing how to do it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a unique skill, I think, that F3 offers. Yeah, yeah, that's a great answer. You stole my question. That was the exact question I was going to ask. Sorry. Good job. No, that was great. <laughs> that's really good stuff. Um, I, you know, a lot of guys that come on here, they say, they mention how being part of F3, I think the, the most common answer they give as far as, uh, how it's affected them as a leader is, is the confidence, which is sort of what you're alluding to, you know, giving the opportunity and, and you gain confidence and, and through that boldness, but boldness in a good way, which impacts other areas of life. So, you know, obviously uh, you're a leader, you're president of Tango, you're a chairman of the board, all that stuff, but that leadership stuff, tell us how that spills over into other areas of life because it, it you gain confidence, you gain boldness and you, you know, you, uh, you're willing to take on new things. How does that, how does that spilled over into other areas of your life? Well, I, I'm hoping that, um, it's, it's affecting my kids and my family life and the people who are, are who are nearest to me. And it's not the type of conversation you have like, Hey, you know, th- these, these tough conversations are these, you know, these transparent conversations are these, you know, truth conversations. You know, are they affecting you in a positive way that you can see, right. you know, in, in, in the actions of your kids or in the actions of your friends and family that they're actually really hearing you and that, and that you're having an impact that you can sit there and you can listen and, and understand. 
Um, ultimately, you know, I, I think that we will all be measured by the impact we have on our families and closest friends. Yeah. Um, and like, I think my wife was in a, a minute when I said this in my, in my, um, my note, I was talking to her about this and like, she's like, y- y- you don't understand, huh? You are helping people impact generations of people. Mm-hmm. Cause if you, if you catch somebody at the right time and they're going down some dark path mm-hmm. in their life and they figure out how to change who they are, then their children and their children's children will have an example that, 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 that would not have been there if it not for F3. So that's what I'd say about non-work stuff. It's like, yeah. you don't know what impact you're having because you're just showing up. I mean, just showing up is such a critical piece of leadership. Yeah. And like that, that to me is what I hope what people would say is that when I tell people I'm going to be there or I'm going to be a part of something that I'm there. And like, that's not, that's not incons- inconsequential in my mind. Yeah, that's a great answer. We, we don't know your M, but your M sounds like she's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't so, even know why she's still with me because like, she, <laughs> she's so awesome. She upgrade a hundred percent. But man, you, you talk about, you talk about, you know, the packs drinking the Kool-Aid of F3, mm-hmm. right. And going all in, man, it sounds like your M is, she's, she's drank the Kool-Aid right with you and she's all in as well. So awesome. Well, awesome. Kudos to her. She, she had, so back to, to, to you, D, to, uh, she had a spinal issue uh, in 2011 and 2015, and you know the people who were there for us the most were the, were the F3 brothers, and uh, and so she's all in. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. And you just like you said, you just never know the effect you're going to have. Same thing, you know. I'm a Christian. We're supposed to, you know, be willing to share our faith when when asked and when you know live it by example. Uh, but you never know what impact you're going to have when you do that. Uh, That's right. It could be this domino effect of yep. generate, you know, down generations and and laterally across, you know, some you tell somebody, they tell somebody else. That kind of, uh, you know, we've heard the stories of you know guys that were close to suicide, right? Yeah. Um, and someone reached out to him, got him to an F three workout, mm-hmm. and it, like it turned their life around. So yeah, I mean, those stories are just yeah. That's why we that's why we do what we do. Absolutely. Yep. Amen. Yeah. So, um, I, you could share as much as you want about this, but I, but I'm just curious because of what you described as you're growing up you had a Jewish father and, um, a Christian mother, you went to, you ended up at SMU. You said your mom was a Methodist. You ended up at Southern Methodist university. <laughs> so like that must've been very challenging for you. How did you navigate those waters? Yeah. You know, actually, um, the, the, the parallel draw here is that was one of the hardest things about the Pacific Northwest. You know, when I when I moved into my home in Charlotte after having been living in Dallas, you know, the neighbor you know, leaned over the fence, and I, I'm not exaggerating when I say the first question they asked me, well, you know, after they, well, what's your name? It was like, well, they picked out a church, you know, and 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 in the Pacific Northwest, that's that's something you talk about. There's plenty of people here who are religious, spiritual, you know, that type of thing, but it's just it's it's a personal thing, not a a, a shared community thing, right. and so that was really difficult, um, you know, here trying to figure out like, you know, how to, how to attract people who are of that like mind. You know, um, I, I call myself uh, a non-denominational third F advocate. Um, and, and what I mean by that is um, I see some good in every religion because I think everyone needs to have something to, uh, to believe in that's bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've been to lots of different places of worship and I have my own views that would take more than an hour long podcast to unpack. <laughs> um, what I, what I think is that, 
know, everybody is trying to find answers. And um, uh, I actually wrote a blog post about this in like 2013. I think it's still on the F3 website. And it's literally called Non-Denominational Third F Advocate. And so um, it's, I still every once in a while get an email about that because people have a hard time explaining how to explain the word faith if you're not a specific religion. If you believe in lots of principles of, of different religions like I do, um, like that's a hard thing for people to get their heads around. So I, I point them to this article, and uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, 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 feedback on that. So um, if, if, if you really want to go down that rabbit hole, uh, D-Fib, you can find that article. Okay. Yeah, all right. We can look at, we get that, look at that at some time. Yeah. Oh, good to know it's um, out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, do you have any other questions? Oh, I do have one more question before we hit the final two, unless you have another nope, one. Go right ahead. I got mine. Okay. Uh, so my question is, what's next? I know you've done all these half marathons, marathons, obstacle course races, et cetera. What's next? Um, you know, one of the things that you have to remember about F3 is, uh, and, and, and I'm sure other places call it the same thing. They probably have better names, but it can't be a mistress. It can't be the thing that takes over uh, your relationship with your M. It can be the thing that takes over your relationship with your family. Um, I've given a lot of my life to F3, a lot of my life. Yeah. Um, I want to be just a PAX member. Um, I want to be a guy who goes to workouts regularly and people know who I am in my local AOs and that kind of thing. But the things that I want to do that are big, I now need to turn my focus to my family, my wife, my kids. My kids are in college, you know, or actually my, my, my youngest is about to go to college in January. My oldest is in college my wife and I need to go spend some time and do some big things together. And it's, it's, it's time for me to stop being a little bit selfish about like those big events. I'll still go F3 and I'm still going to be interested in working out, but big things that's going to happen with the family. It's time. Very nice. Nothing wrong with that, yeah, brother. Absolutely. Amen at the bullseye. Cool. Okay. You have a question there, Dale? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. So, um, AP, uh, we got two more questions uh, that we ask all of our guests. Uh, All right. the first one is if you had to pick somebody, could be somebody from the you know distant past, somebody from now, somebody, you know, doesn't matter who, if you had to pick somebody that's sort of like a hero, somebody inspires you, who would that be? Well, we've talked a lot about a lot of them today and that would feel like a little bit of a cop out to just go with Fred and OBT because just the vision that they had and the, and, and the execution, right. And Fred was, was definitely more of the vision and, and but somebody had to do the work and OBT just was a grinder and like just wasn't able to do that. And he, they both inspired me a great deal. And, 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 and as did, you know, crotch rocket and, and, and slaughter to this day. I mean, I, he was out here about a month ago and I love that man. Um, but you know, I, I think it, it, it's important to say that my dad, yeah. I think my, my, my father would set the right example for me. Um, I wasn't always, uh, sure of what I wanted to do or be or whatever. And, you know, he loved, still to this day, loves me unconditionally. You know, my, my mom's passed, but he's still alive. And, you know, if I have a big decision to make, I first talk to my wife, but if I need a second opinion, just to kind of make sure I have I thought it through in a different way, that's who I call. He's, he's still important to me. Yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Love to hear that. A lot of guys pick their dad. Yeah. It's good. It's good to hear too. Oftentimes divorce, uh, ends up, kind of taking the dad out of the picture as much and, yeah. and sometimes you lose a little bit of that respect you know but it's it's great to hear that you, you kept a great relationship with your dad uh after divorce and, and i know i'm generalizing there with that with that statement so hopefully i don't offend anybody but 
Yeah, uh, I know it's a, it's it's a hard subject because there's people out there with wounds from it, and, right? And everything. And yeah. I'm I'm just every time I hear about that stuff, I just and you know, and who knows? I mean, it could, could happen to anybody, I guess. But um, but I can't imagine the regret that I would live with if I got divorced and yeah. couldn't see my kids. Yeah. Yeah, that would just kill me. Yeah. Um. So anyway, hang in there, guys. If you're, if that's you out there, don't worry. Find an F three group. You'll get through it. Um. Last question. This is your chance to speak to the men of America. So what is your message for the men of America? Wow. Um, wow. That's a deep question. <laughs> well, I know. See, that's why you should have listened to some podcasts. <laughs> but yeah. I, it's, it's better. Know, I, I Honestly, I think it's better like this, catching guys a little bit off guard. Yeah, make them think about it. Yeah. I think we have a responsibility to act with integrity and be... Um, be men who do not think of themselves as the center of everything. And yeah. it's one of the reasons that F3 really, really um, speaks to me. And it's also one of the reasons I really love that FIA came out of it too, because there are also uh, sisters out there who feel the same way. You can't start with yourself. And I think a lot of our challenges um, as a society, uh, as a world, as a global society, as a global community, start with when people are acting in their own best interest versus thinking about others. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you can take a moment anytime you're feeling like, oh, this isn't good for me or, oh, this isn't you know what I want, uh, you can take a step back and just say, is this good for the community? Is this good for others? And, and, and then act as if you're not the center of it all. That's pretty pretty powerful way to think. Um, you can't do it all the time. We're humans. We're, we're born um, with self-interest. But when you can do that, you really can act in a powerful way. So that, I think yeah. that'd be my message. Yeah. That's a great message. Great. Yeah. I was thinking about well something like that recently. And it's often when I lay down to go to sleep at night for the first however long I start thinking about these things. I don't know why, but um, I was thinking that the real, the message of F3, I think, boils down to it's not about you. That's sort of what I kind of, you know, and those deep thoughts you have, you know, when you're just have time to meditate, um, which is sort of what you said. I mean, I think that's a great message. Great message, man. Be humble. Great. It's not yeah. about you. Yep. All right, brother. Yeah. Well, thanks. That was awesome. Um, anything else you want to tell to the people out there? This is your chance. Your grandkids, your great grandkids <laughs> could get this podcast. No, if you... I mean, if Dred if Dred was the one who recommended me, uh, and he's not been on here, you got to get him on here. If if you haven't talked to OBT, you haven't talked to Crotrock, there's there's great stories from the early days that I think you you both would really enjoy. It's just an honor to be here, though. Thank you for the invite. Well, you're sure very thing, welcome. Yeah. We have had Dred on twice, and we've had OBT on once. We've had Dark Helmet awesome. on twice, and we've had Slaughter on once. And we haven't had Crotch Rocket. Yeah, I a, have to add that's him to a new the name. List. I don't. I just don't remember hearing. Crotch I've Rocket's heard his name, name but Crotch yeah. Rocket. If you're listening, you're at, you're going on the list, brother. Expect a call sometime. If you see a yeah. If you see something coming through from five seven zero, bleep 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 bleep. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, I don't care if people have my number, but I'm, I'm um. It won't be it won't be for a while though. I'm leaving Sunday on a cruise with my wife, so. Uh, and we've oh. got we're banking about a month's worth of these episodes, that's so right. it'll be a little while. All right, brother. Well, we'll I, need I need to go back and listen to a few. It sounds like, um, but you know, I, I, thanks again, gentlemen. Really appreciate the opportunity to, to to be here with y'all. 
Oh, it's our, our, pleasure, our pleasure, man. We're you, honored to have you on. That was that was really good stuff, brother. It was, yeah, definitely. The men of F3 Nation and the men that are not of F3 Nation can all benefit from listening to this, I think. Yep. And God will do with it what he, what he wills. All right, buddy. God bless. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.